Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. And it's it's we're live. Okay, you, you're saying we're live now. Yes. Yeah. yeah we're certain now, right? Yes. <laughs> I want I want to blow this, right? You're, you're you're blowing it right now. In that case, it's time to rip off the mask and get this to the sends it down. It's Sunday morning, and it's almost four twenty, and it's time for us to jump into the rotation. <laughs> we should. We, I'm jumping. 420 edition. Into the rotation. Did, did we put that down in the title? It's 420 edition? Yeah, it says like happy 420 blunt fest uh, recap. That's that's the title. All right, well, then since it's the 420 edition, and 420 is actually on Tuesday when most people actually work, except for those who don't, uh, I think it would be a good idea to start out with this. What exactly is 420? How did it start? And how did it get to where we are today? Isn't that like there's a bunch of different rumors that nobody really knows? Like some people say the Waldos did it. It's consigned to American, you know, folklore now. But but all in all, you know, it's uh, if I recall, it's a group of stoners at some point, sometime, somewhere, were uh, getting high every day, and after class in college, and they noticed uh, they consistently got high, uh, you know, at around four twenty after the well, like three forty five. Well, here, here's <laughs> what I heard though. I heard that the police uh-huh. report, like when they're calling shit in, and it's like people smoking weed they're like we got a code 420 we got a code 420 that's the original one i heard and then i think high times came out with that article what about you gary you've been around longer than than all of us i heard it was hitler's birthday (laughs) (laughs) and and what a day to get stoned right how did that did that like you know was there a point in time in your family regime you know when they were you guys were like oh 420 sucks because hitler was born on this day and all of a sudden it's like you know what maybe we should just get high and forget about hitler on this day actually did that happen is that the story of 420 my relatives never knew when hitler's birthday was it was brought up to their attention by the uh but by the minnesota nazis that were driving through uh, chicago and things of that sort with my friends in, in skokie who made a big deal out of the fact that that was it was hitler's birthday but uh I don't know. I mean, damn Illinois Nazis. I like I like yeah, <laughs> Illinois Nazis. There's different kinds of Nazis everywhere you go. You think it's possible that that's what's, the reason why Illinois has one of the highest tax rates of any uh, cannabis program, medical or uh, recreational in the country? Um, I no, I don't know. And they're vertically integrated in Illinois as well, correct? That's right. And so not only are they screwing it up like Florida, but then they're adding taxes on top of it. Shame. Their their tax rate is what twenty eight, twenty nine percent. Although Oregon is, is uh, no, Washington State is highest at forty four percent. And Washington State folded their medical program into just one huge program, so there's no distinct two programs like in most states. Now. No, actually, they cannibalized the program. Cannibalized is better word. They ate people. No, they ate their, their medical program, too. Now it's ah. all one big morass mm. of, of medical and adult use. I prefer to eat my weed, too. Well, not in that particular fashion, but I can see why. <laughs> well, you know, now with uh, New Mexico, uh, New York, and um, Virginia becoming adult use states, I mean, we have a significant portion of the country uh, where there's adult use. There's, what, 40 medical states now? I believe the only state that doesn't have any type of program like CBD or otherwise is Idaho, right, Gary? Yeah, pretty much so. <clears throat> Idaho sucks. Idaho, you can't get CBD in Idaho? No, no, it's not a valid form of treatment. I mean, at least they have low, you know, low THC CBD treatments in places like you know Texas and I'm gonna, other places. I'm gonna infuse yeah, a potato. There, right? they, they really need to go ahead and get, go farther than what they've been. Mm. I mean, Texas is a huge, huge state. Huge, huge. About 137 counties, whatever, wherever it is, 237 counties, and uh, they really have not gotten on board with even medical. But uh, Florida is always known for being, you know statutorily backwards they they, they kind of make certain they that they keep themselves in that particular position a lot of people thought we were going to get uh, adult use this year 
What are the chances of uh, Florida going recreational or adult use this year? Zero. Yeah, this side and this side, zero, 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 because of the fact that we have politicians who are just not willing to go in that direction. But on the positive side, Florida has the lowest tax rate on their cannabis program than anybody in the country because we don't we don't actually charge taxes. Don't tax medicine in Florida. We don't tax it's our, it's our constitutional right to medicine. All right, but here's the deal. If they have said you cannot tax medicine, then why is it that in the state of Florida, in the statutory, our Controlled Substance Act still puts down cannabis as Schedule One? which is a non-medicinal uh, narcotic. Got to change that. Got to update the statutes. It sounds like hypocrisy to me, doesn't it? it? It is hypocrisy. I mean, it's hypocrisy that we have a federal government that still thinks, oh, this is just an experiment in democracy. At this point, the experiments are, well, how can you, you know, screw up a system so much to where it doesn't allow, you know, the average taxpayer uh, to get into it? that you have to become millionaire venture capitalists in order to open up, you know, a cannabis business. And that is the experiment that's going on. Clearly, cannabis legalization, cannabis decriminalization is working all across the country. Um, yet we still see disparities in arrest, criminal justice uh, enforcement. And that's why we held our best blunt in debate competition uh, this past Friday. Oh, did we? Yes, because yes. all proceeds from that event are going towards our criminal justice reform efforts. We got to put gas in the van to get Gary up there to Tallahassee mm -hmm. year in and year out to make these changes. Or at least to get home from the, from the blunt rolling contest. <laughs> Indeed. We we had such an amazing time on Friday night. Carlos, uh, you know, what was your takeaways from it? What was your key highlight? Um, So uh, we had a bunch of different kind of blunt rollers, man. Yeah. So like it was it was pretty interesting. We had uh, you know some young people. We had some uh, marijuana connoisseurs, and then we had you know some like you know old lady marijuana patients that were like really freaking cool. I'm sorry, old and, lady. Yeah, yeah. It was team sixteen twenty. They were a what, team. How, how do you say how do you say old lady in like a nice way? Like, well, let's, let's put it this way: they'd be old ladies. We're talking to Mad Gates. <laughs> well you know like you know like she she i i felt that this fine young ladies i i okay from your standpoint but from my standpoint these ladies were older than i am and it was very interesting to see them roll uh tobacco leaf blunt and you know yeah hey uh shout out to uh pinner patty who wrote her first ever leaf blunt yeah you know and she scored some tens on it that yeah, was she amazing scored, she scored some big tens man there was mad love from coming from all the judges yeah 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 and it, then and then you'd see like like these cross joints and these like uh, uh braided. french braid joints yep. and there was that girl that her name was the weed whisperer yep yep and shout she, out to the weed whisperer yeah. for taking home the grand prize as Best blunt in the bay. She is the best blunt in the bay. We should have her on sometime. I gotta tell yeah. you that when I was I was looking for a damn parking space to get into the uh, uh, little festival we had the other day, I saw Patrick Montega walking down the street over here on Seventh, and I said, "Oh boy, here comes our ringer." <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw Patrick earlier that morning uh, while we were picking up breakfast at Sunday. So uh, shout out to Patrick and the folks at Laga um, you know, America's only trilingual newspaper. So right here in the heart of Ybor City. Now, three languages. But there was actually an article in La Gazeta back in the 1928, which talks about uh, Victor Lakata, mm. who happened to live just down the street from where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And of course, which was uh, Harry Anslinger's favorite gore file. For those of you who don't know, uh, there was a case back in the 20s here in Ybor City of a mentally disturbed young man who actually murdered both his parents with an axe. And because they found a couple nickel bags in his sock drawer, uh, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, uh, led by Harry Anslinger, used that case uh, to spread reefer madness all across the country and letting you know parents get scared that, oh, this Mexican marijuana is making your kids crazy and they're going to murder you. And that has been essentially the U.S. government's policy for the last 80 some years. Yeah, that dude was actually just like crazy. Like, oh, yes. He, he had what they called a uh, very simple explanation. He had what they called <laughs> dementia precox, which was uh, early dementia, which is now called bipolar disorder. Mm. And they put him in jail. He escaped from jail mm. and he was out for like 30 years doing quite well on his own. Mm. They caught him in 1957. And as soon as he got back to jail, he hung himself. Oh, man. Ooh. Shame. Because yeah. he knew for the longest time that the only way to treat his affliction 
was with cannabis. And once when he was when he was out, he was able to do so. When he was back in, he was not able to do so, and he knew damn well that that was the reason why he went off the bat and uh, took an axe to his folks. That's uh, crazy to think about it. Yeah, you know. But on a more upbeat note. Oh really? Is that, <laughs> that's not upbeat. <laughs> but on a more upbeat though, the best blood in the bay competition was an absolute uh, astounding success. Again, shout out to the Weed Whisperer. Nobody went crazy. Yeah, it, it, nobody it, got psychosis. Weed Whisperer came home with a grand title. <laughs> you know, um, to shout out Team Sixteen Twenty, uh, Pinner Patty, uh, Canna Karen. Um, you know. All of you all uh, really put together a, an amazing show. Uh, shout out to Ryan, who is one of our rollers. Uh, shout out to all of our judges. You know, uh, the competition was quite the Olympiad. I mean, first folks had to start out rolling um, with, you know, a hemp wrap. Yeah. And and they had 30 minutes to roll seven blunts. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, mm -hmm. folks were like, oh, my God, what a challenge. But, mm -hmm. you know, the folks pulled it off. And then rolling uh, joints with some some standard raw papers in the second round. And, mm -hmm. you know, having to roll seven with only 25 minutes, we made it Man, progressively I, harder each round. I thought that dude Ryan was going to win. He won both of the, the both uh, of those that you just talked about, the hemp wrap and the joint. And and shout out to our whisper came in like fucking snuck in and took it all. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a, a, a one one sided event for the first two rounds. Uh, that third round, you know, really with the with the leaf, you know, you, you saw comebacks um, all all around the board. It changes folks. the game. It changed the game. And then the grand finale. Hard. I can't roll it backward. You know, grand finale with the freestyle. Anything was possible. And yeah. so the Weed Whisperer won uh, by rolling a, uh, a, a, a cross-braided joint, right? Mm -hmm. It was a braided joint mm -hmm. um, that she dedicated to her grandmother uh, mm -hmm. who had you know, passed away from cancer. And so uh, Grandma's uh, braid definitely uh, brought home the day with perfect tens across the board. Uh, Ryan had it stacked against him in the grand finale trying to pull it off. Bro, I've got to say like her like little speech when she accepted the, the winning prize was so cute she was just like i remember rolling a blunt back in the day at a party <laughs> and it was the worst blunt ever and everybody made fun of me and i said i'm gonna be the best blunt roller in the bay <laughs> and now i'm the best blunt roller in the bay indeed indeed. and it was so awesome dude like it, you know we touch people's hearts with our blunt rolling contest and it, it felt good exactly. that felt nice that felt nice. Well, Weed Whisper, you have the title and the bragging rights for the next year, but we will see uh, if you can defend your title for Best Blunt in the Bay. We've got to get like a fucking wrestling belt. A belt. Yeah, I dig it. Like, I dig like, it. I am the best blunt roller in the Bay. You know, funny story. Back in Come at me, brother. <laughs> back in, uh, was it November of uh, 2017, if I wasn't mistaken, um, we actually held a... a, a a wrestling match uh -huh. in Orlando. We sponsored uh, with the Weed for Warriors project uh, for Veterans Day. Uh, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, was out there. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Nasty Boys. I actually got to meet Soul Man Rocky Johnson, uh, uh, the Rock's dad uh, out there. Yeah. So it was, it was a good time. Um, we, we definitely should get a wrestling belt. Uh, maybe even look into doing more charity wrestling events. I'm we need to explain the, the link between the cannabis industry and the wrestling industry. Mm. Mm, there say more, Gary. Lot. <laughs> say more, Gary. Okay. Well, if, if you are in a sport that involves you to constantly have your body ripped apart, beaten, mm -hmm. <laughs> and constantly slammed against everything, including chairs, mats, uh, the corners of the ring, and, of course, the occasional table, uh, you need to have something for pain. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. now, Marijuana is quite good for opioid, Opioids all the time. They would not be as good of a performers as they currently are so they they actually rely very heavily on it and hopefully as this trend continues you will see less professional wrestlers die of a roid related illnesses mm -hmm. which is what we've been seeing over the last 10 years when people are dying in their 50s and 60s who really could live a lot longer if they hadn't spent so much time trying to uh up themselves in regards to to steroid use and things of that sort yeah but they are using something more natural cannabis for the pain and beyond steroids you know cannabis helps with the recovery process especially after doing all that heavy lifting you know all the all the bodybuilding that it takes to be a professional wrestler so uh, most definitely uh, giving folks an alternative healthy way uh, to be better athletes and i think that as more and more uh, professional sports associations you know we see the mlb now uh, we see the the nfl and the um the NBA Players Association all advocating in their contract negotiations now uh, to remove cannabis testing as, you know, essentially an offense that can uh, get you suspended. I mean, we have seen guys 
in the NFL uh, spend more time on the bench and being fined for cannabis use than we see for domestic violence, than we see for beating on their wives. And that doesn't make any sense that wife beaters are on the field while potheads are sitting on the bench. That, that That's just wrong to me. And I think one of the big things about 420, which has gone far beyond its original beginnings, is it shows a normalization of cannabis moving forward. That's my favorite holiday. And in so many different ways. Yeah, of course, it's one of those holidays where everybody seems to have sales going, right? I've always had kind of an issue with things like, you know, mattress sales for Martin Luther King Day. It didn't quite make sense to me to put those two things together. But definitely around 420, you see every one of the MMTCs having some kind of sale. And hopefully it is a good day for them. Hopefully the people who are who are advocates are also pushing for people to go ahead and give funding to help them move to what they have to do. And we've always had an issue in regards to trying to get people activated to get uh, advocacy done, because advocacy unfortunately does take money. Mm. Now it's great to have all the, all the good ideas, and trust me, we have all the good ideas. But so many times we find people kind of get diverted away and they spend more time trying to raise money to uh, to do the advocacy and do less advocacy. That has been part of the problem this year in regards to that CAPS bill. Now you've heard me before talking about the fact that the CAPS bill is somewhat of a diversion that was never quite, quite get off the ground. Well, we already know that the Senate copy of the, uh, of the CAPS bill is dead because the last, uh, uh, the last time that the judiciary meeting, judiciary committee actually met was March the 29th, they stopped meeting for the year and it never got heard. And the uh, the House bill, it's gotten through two of its three committees, the third one being Health and Human Services, which is going to announce around three o'clock today their agenda for next week. If it's not on the agenda, it is essentially dead. Wait, what is that you just put on the screen there, Kano? Oh, that's our legislative tracker. Oh, really? So the stuff that Gary was talking about? Yeah, you, you can, can just follow along on our website and learn about the different bills that uh, are moving, where they're at, you know, how they're passing. No All I was the guy who was constantly following me home. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if you have more questions as to where politics are moving in florida definitely check out our legislative tracker at suncoastnormal.org and of course you can always shoot us a direct message on social media and we'll pass it along to gary for clarification and answer your questions anytime anywhere but most importantly we need you to become a member of suncoast normal um you know all membership goes into the advocacy we don't take paychecks to do this as much as we wish we could get rich doing this that is not why we do this we do this because there are people suffering out there and we want to see relief we want to see an end to people in jail why especially while there are businessmen making billions of dollars on this industry and our mission to legalize it does not stop just with the laws we will continue to be a patient-centered advocacy organization until every last prisoner is released and all patients have safe and affordable access to medical cannabis therapy and speaking of relief and by the way this is not a commercial because no one ever gave us any money for it but a shout out to dr kelly king who not only works as a doctor to go ahead and get people their their their, their medical cards but also works as an advocate towards things like social equity and things of that sort that's what we like to see we like to see people who are not involved in the industry who are not just getting a paycheck but also stepping out of their their comfort zone to try to change the rules and change the laws and things of that sort because that is what we need Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the partnerships that we have with our organizations are so important, uh, whether it's a doctor's clinic to help people, you know, get their uh, cards and their recommendations, um, whether it's, you know, other folks in the industry who are uh, doing educational needs. You know, we had some great vendors and, and great partners come out to the Best mm -hmm. Blunt in the Bay. Uh, shout out to Hemp for Water and, and Professor Steve for everything that he's doing and educating the public of how we can actually clean up our water supply here in Florida by utilizing hemp. Um, as a buffer crop, uh, you know, we have a severe deforestation of our mangrove groves in Florida, and yeah. that is uh, contributing to sea level rise, uh, to the degradation of our shorelines. You constantly see them having to add Bro, sand, right, you ever, everywhere. You ever, like, turn on the faucet in Tampa? And sometimes your water and just stinks. It just smells. Yeah. It just smells bad. You ever get in the shower and you're uh, like, why? And you leave the hot water uh, running for a little bit and you're like, what's dude, going on? Nah. 
yeah. We, we need to clean that shit up. And you know what? Hemp can do it. Yes, Hemp yes. Can do it. So check out uh, Hemp for Water, um, you know, on our Facebook page. Uh, they're partners of ours on the event. And uh, definitely um, visit them, learn how you can get involved more into educating our politicians about how we can clean up our water supply using hemp. And then, you know, we had some great uh, hemp product uh, vendors out there. You'll see our world. Shout out to Colette. Yeah. See our world for uh, donating a, one of the raffle baskets with an amazing uh, a supply of beauty products uh, that are hemp based and hemp sourced. She's perfect. got an awesome topical spray. Yeah. That just smells delicious. Mm. Well, smells so good. Yeah. It's what? The can of, you said can of gum? No, can for. Camp for. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I Very thought you cool. said something else. And we should also take a shout out to the folks who gave us our rolling uh, kits. Yeah. Yes. Club uh, after 420. Yeah. Shout out to them. Really appreciate them uh, coming through and, and providing the rolling kits uh, that our competitors use. And then the ones that our judges got to take home as gifts. Um, you know, really excited for everything uh, that folks have done to really make this an amazing event. Um, Chill Coffee came out yep. and, and had infused drinks. They, they provided uh, like Kratom drinks and yep. and. You know, Delta Eight powders. Delta and Eight stuff. powder infused drinks. They, they had that purple drink. That purple drink was delicious. Yes, purple drink with infused Delta Eight powder. Butterfly like, tea. Yeah, what was it? Butterfly PT. Oh, yeah, dude, it was so good. <laughs> Liv just walked into the shop. She saw me drinking it. She was jealous. What? Yeah. I actually learned about Butterfly PT from our former uh, events director, Lindsay, who. Uh, who tell me about it it's interesting stuff because when you boil it it's blue and when you add lemon it turns purple oh really very cool whoa that's why it was like bright purple and I, i'm from what i hear it's actually a good base for chopped up psilocybin mushrooms mm. Mm. yeah because those like things those. can taste absolutely disgusting yeah they, you don't have something to some kind of, of them, wash them down some of them grow out of poop <laughs> and one craton too i know i know it's got some definite benefits to it but it does Tastes like a, a grapefruit rind. Tastes mm. like mud. <laughs> Tastes like dirt. There you go. Well, you know, and then uh, Eric was out there doing body painting. That was yeah, pretty cool, too. That was really cool. So, I still got, like, some some pink on my hand. Yeah. That's the thing about this stuff. Like, it's supposed to, like, it doesn't wash off unless you use, like, rubbing alcohol or something. Like mm. some well, if you don't take it off within a week, you start turning Catholic. So be careful with that. Oh. <laughs> 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 Spiritu Santi. And, and, you know, we had some great raffle prizes uh, that, that raised a lot of money for the event. So I was pretty excited, you know, seeing that um that huge water pipe that the Weed Whisperer took home for the grand prize, in addition to $100 in cash. Mm -hmm. So, there, it, you know, if you didn't get a chance to enter into this year's event, keep on the lookout for the next one. You definitely will want to be a part of it. And uh, as a special 420 episode, uh, we're actually going to give away here uh, shortly in the episode some tickets right here. If you're watching live, we have tickets oh, wait, here. We have four tickets <laughs> to the 420 Fest SRQ. That's going to be at the Sarasota Fairgrounds next weekend, April 24th on Saturday uh, from noon to 7 p.m. Located at the Sarasota Fairgrounds, 3000 Ringling Boulevard in Sarasota. We have four tickets here to the 420 Fest uh, SRQ in Sarasota. And so we are actually uh, going to have some call-ins. We're going to take calls today. And we're going to see, uh, you know, how folks felt uh, about the event. We're going to uh, talk about, you know, a little bit. We want to hear more from you all about you uh, want, your you stories. Want me to put that up. Yeah, and then we're going to okay. uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to do a special call in. We're going to have the uh, fourth and the twentieth caller. Uh, each have the opportunity to win two tickets to this when? SRQ quest. When now, to pick them up, you will need to come by Chillum uh, this week. We'll get your information offline, of course, uh, when you do call in, if you are one of our winners. So the fourth and 20 caller will be the ones that will have the opportunity. So call in, all right? Uh, the number's on the screen now, 813-767-5295. You can call in now to win free tickets to the 420 Fest uh, in Sarasota next weekend. And what does SRQ stand for? I have no idea. Uh, Sarah, 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 Q. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Quest, Cirque. <laughs> what does that stand for? Cirque, Cirque, what's Cirque? What's Cirque? Cirque, Cirque the Cannabis? Cirque, oh, it's 420 
circa the festival. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Potluck SRQ is a, is sponsoring the event. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and then, of course, I, I would be remiss. I forgot to mention Native Hemp Solutions, um, who was also a big part of, of the event here that we had, uh, you know, uh, on Friday night. I was so excited to see such an amazing turnout. Uh, we had an awesome playlist, you know, great music. Uh, folks had a great time. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thank you, of course, has to go to Chillum for hosting the event. Carlos, oh, you supplied the, the hemp flower for the event. Um, you did so much to make that patio just a, a work, warm, welcoming and warming place. Uh, you know, this really has become the center of we, what was once a, a considered a counterculture is now the mainstream now. And this is the center of our cannabis culture here uh, in, on the Sun Coast in the Bay Area. So, you know, 1714 East 7th Avenue, right in the heart of Ybor City. Come on down to Chillum anytime. We're going to have so many more events here, um, you know, uh, based on the success of these. I just want to say, like, shout out to the, our staff here at Chillum who, like, basically, like, you know, they did a bunch of the check-in work and, and a bunch of the setup stuff. And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it without the, the good people that work here. Indeed. Yes. And it had that B-Y-V. Wait, what's with the acronyms today? This is Backyard Vibe. Backyard, Backyard Vibes. B-Y-V. Bring your own. So I, I think Sarasota but. is the first time <laughs> I'm trying to decode it now. If anybody knows exactly what SRQ stands for. That's what uh, Deborah posted. It's the airport code. Oh, it's the airport code because it's oh. down by the airport. Yeah. Oh, like TIA here. So right? so it's like Sarasota and Q means airplane. Ah, okay. Oh, so stoners yeah. flying high, you know how I feel. Stoners to a quote really. Nina Simone there. I don't know. I, I can't come up with anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one, one comment here says, I celebrate 422. Yeah, makes sense because it's 422. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we celebrated on the 18th because it was a great Friday. And this year, 420 falls on Taco Tuesday. We've been preparing this moment our whole lives, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. can do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, did, I, I did actually hear that there was a place called the Caucus Club in downtown Detroit, which used to be called the Detroit Athletic Club, who actually said that if anybody comes in smelling like cannabis, they can't be served. <laughs> and that to me is bizarre because if somebody smells like cannabis, they will take anything and everything off the menu. Even if you get the wrong thing brought to the table, they'll eat that too. I saw an IHOP in Orlando post that one time, and I was just disappointed in them. Like, um, where else am I supposed to eat at three o'clock in the morning when I'm stoned? Yeah, yeah. I guess you have to go to the Waffle House. Yeah, it's the International House of Stoners, isn't it? I used to, I used to like Denny's. But honestly, Waffle House, I'm all about Waffle House. Denny's now. is racist. Denny's is racist, really? I get the feeling that Waffle House is racist because typically, like, the waitress there has, like, a swastika tattooed on her. Well, they are based out of Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta has issues right now. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Hopefully, they'll get these, these things straightened out. But luckily, it has absolutely nothing to do with cannabis. But Georgia is working very hard on their, on their cannabis laws. Uh, shout out to my friend Joe Mack over there in uh, in Georgia. He's, he's he's working on things, but they have a they have a tough road to climb, just like we do over here in Florida, as far as getting these laws done. But anybody wants to help us out with it, we are ready to bring you on board to make these things happen here in Florida. Well, the call lines are lighting up, and I'm just waiting to see uh, who's going to be our fourth caller. Call in now, 813-767-5295 for your opportunity to win tickets to next weekend's 420 Festival, April 24th in Sarasota, uh, near the Saras at the Sarasota Fairgrounds, uh, not too far from the airport down there. Uh, shout out to Potluck SRQ uh, for putting it all together. Um, and I have to say, shout out to Deb, our events director, and, and the Green Hat gals okay. uh, for doing so much and, and sponsoring a, an amazing raffle basket for us and uh and, and of course the uh, the green hat gents as well yeah i was about to say tony got hooked it up yeah tony was a big help in helping yeah. us set up and, and putting everything together um so shout out to deb and tony for for being just uh, amazing and helping us uh pull this together so i was uh, really excited to see that you know um we had such an amazing time friday i mean i, I i'm still sore I'm like my body still aches. I, I didn't do much yesterday. I don't know how I got out of bed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> my knees are still swollen. So I see Gregory makes a point. He says anybody who groups people together as racist is racist. That's true. Anybody who says the word racist is racist. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> <laughs> 
People <laughs> often ask me if I'm racist, and I say, if you think so, that's fine. It doesn't make any difference to me. I know who I am. But we, 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 we're not going to get into that. Although the word marijuana is racist. <laughs> so I don't want to be in the middle of this argument between you and Carlos. <laughs> not today. Not doing this today, Gary. Listen, you're going to tell a Hispanic man not to say a Hispanic word. Well, and that's not racist. Well, when a Hispanic yeah. man walks in here, I'll talk to him about it. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. All right, Gary. All right. Call me Carlos one more time. You got to call me Charles for now on. Carl. <laughs> Carl? It's like, Gary son. I don't know how, but I'm a bad Hispanic. I'll just, you don't know the Hispanic name for Gary? What's a, get, I have no idea how you translate Gary into Spanish. How, does anybody know the Spanish name for Gary? Is is Gary even a possibly a Spanish name? Possibly. Not yeah, really. I'm, I, don't I, don't, so. I don't know. Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> too funny, too funny. <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, again, shout out to all of our vendors, our sponsors, um, all the, the staff here at Chillum, the, the staff at Normal, and everybody who's been a part of the cannabis community here in Florida, uh, working so hard. One, not only to normalize the culture, to bring it out of the shadows uh, from being a counterculture, but to show that it is mainstream. In the immortal words of Peter Tosh, judges smoke it, nurses smoke it, doctors smoke it. We got a caller on the line here. Let's take our caller. Caller, tell us who you are, where you calling from. Liv. Oh, Liv, how you doing this day? How's it going? Good, how are you? Oh, we are just sitting here, you know, rapping about the best blunt in the Bay. And, of course, we've been taking callers uh, to see if folks would, you know, be able to call in and, and possibly win these tickets uh, to the 420 Fest in uh, Sarasota next weekend. And you are our lucky fourth caller. So you win two tickets to the SRQ. All right, a 420 Fest in Sarasota. You can come on down here to Chillum. All right, 1714 East 7th Avenue anytime this week and pick up your two tickets uh, to the 420 Festival next Saturday going down from 12 to 7 p.m. All right, uh, at the Sarasota Fairgrounds. So you are a lucky winner. We'll get your information here offline. Just hold the line for me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So for everybody else uh, who's uh, call, you know, looking to call in again, that number is 813-767-5295. We have two tickets left uh, for the 420 SRQ Festival. Um, so call the number 20. You're next up. You will be our winners. Pretty yeah, excited you, for you that. You need to call now because if you call tonight, uh, Chris may be in the shower. <laughs> so our, uh, our our hotline there that is our our, our uh, informational line for uh, Suncoast Normal. It also it rings to my cell phone. So yes, as Gary pointed out, if you call uh, after the show, I will most definitely probably be in the shower, relaxing, <laughs> or at least two dabs to the whip. So. Yeah, yeah, like, Hello, yeah. hey man, yeah, you want those tickets? <laughs> Oh, by the way, it's like, I'm just eating cereal, dude. I'm sorry. I know it sounds Italian, <laughs> but it is Guido. <laughs> Guido? Yeah. Guido is Spanish for Gary? As far as I know, yes. Huh. Okay, Guido. Because I'm not racist, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Guido. Guido and Gary. I like it. <laughs> for now on, you have to say marijuana. Guido. Guido. Marijuana. Marijuana. No, you you want to know you you want to know the the definite okay so in our laws Gary's right but don't be telling don't be telling Spanish people not to say marijuana marijuana is not a bad word oh, I didn't it's the racism it. for Hispanic people that made marijuana a bad word marijuana is a beautiful term that mm. my people use uses to describe the beautiful herb <laughs> And by the way, just so you know, they did. Uh, the Hispanics did not actually in invent the word marijuana. It actually was the fact that they could not under they could not interpret the Cantonese marijuana. Mm. Ah, really? Because that's what it sounded like to them. Because the, the Chinese that, folks who were building the railroad. I was I was under the impression that the Mayans actually came up with the term. Well, cannabis is is not indigenous to the New World. So mm -hmm. it's it's actually indigenous to uh, you know to the Hindu Kush mountain region of, of India and Pakistan. Well, I mean, I'd, I'm pretty sure that the the term came from the Mayans, though. 
like the Mayans came across marijuana. Well, if the Spanish maybe, were the ones that introduced the crop in the 1500s, the Mayans went extinct in the 900s. I'm having trouble adding that math up, Carlos. Damn, I don't know how that works. Well, maybe my theory is wrong. <laughs> don't worry, the entire world is going to end in 2014, according to the Mayans. They were so far off. <laughs> I thought it was 2012. Those damn leap 2012, years. 2012, uh, yeah. I can watch the movie a little bit two years, two days too late. So, so wait, marijuana is we say marijuana because we couldn't speak Chinese. No, because of the fact that Mahren Hua was the Cantonese version, and the people who were building the railroads were meeting up with, with the uh, Hispanic workers on the West Coast. Mm. And when they met, when they looked at the uh, the plant that the Hispanic folks looked at, had found because the uh, the conquistadors had actually planted it, and they were cutting off the heads, leaving them on the ground. And they, the medicine then picked them up because they were just going for the uh, the, the cane and the uh, the fiber and things of that sort. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they and they the Chinese looked at the folks who were trying to smoke this stuff and said marijuana, and they couldn't pronounce it. So marijuana worked out very very fine. Plus, it looked kind of like what they called Chinese oregano, which is marjoram, which is um, marijuana. What about dama? I thought dama was the Chinese word for him. Well, that, that's There's not. Different. That's Mandarin. That's Mandarin. We're talking about Cantonese. Cantonese. Yeah, it's ma. Okay. And ma Renhua means means flower, uh, flower seed. I'm learning so much. You're still racist, though, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I'll always be welcome at Denny's. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but, what, but but I mean, Denny's uh, claim to fame is giving you 50 pieces of bacon for 99 cents, Gary. What are you going to order at Denny's? A heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, look, team. Um, we appreciate everyone. Uh, you know, I saw a questionnaire a comment that came across the screen. Can people buy tickets to the 420 Fest in Sarasota? Of course, you can. Go on to Eventbrite.com. Um, you can look it up again. It is next Saturday, April 24th, uh, from 12 to 7 at the Sarasota Fairgrounds, 3000 Ringling Boulevard in Sarasota. So, uh, shout out to Potluck. Uh, you know, SRQ and, and the 420 Fest that they're putting on. Again, we still have two tickets available. So if you call on in, there's a high probability that you could come home with two tickets to the 420 SRQ Fest next weekend, April 24th. So if you don't have plans next weekend, uh, it's 420 all week as far as I'm concerned this week. We kicked it off with the Best Blunt in the Bay competition. Right, and you can close it out, you know, next weekend with this uh, 420 Fest in Sarasota. And and just for those people who do have uh, phobias along those lines, we've been assured by Sarasota there will be no clowns. Man, I'm excited because, like, 420 sucked last year. It sucked so bad with all the quarantining and shit. And it was like everybody was hyped because it was, like, 42020. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's That was the conspiracy. That was the main conspiracy of the coronavirus. That was Trump trying to take away my special holiday. (laughs) It's a conspiracy about Trump and Roger Stone. Roger Stone did it. Roger, it was Roger Stone's last Trump to do it. Oh, look, we got a caller coming in. All right, let's take this call. Caller, uh, who are you? Where are you calling from? My name is Peggy. I'm calling from Newport, Richie, Florida. Hey, Peggy, hey. how's it going? Awesome. I'm watching you guys on uh, live right now. Okay. Do you usually tune into the rotation on Sundays? Actually, this is the first time. Oh, first time caller. First, first time, time caller. First time caller. Awesome, awesome. Well, Peggy, uh, you are the lucky winner of two tickets to the 420 Fest in Sarasota next weekend. That's what I'm talking about. All right, all right. <laughs> well, if you just uh, hold on, I'll, I'll uh, go ahead here. You can text this number uh, with your info, and, uh, and uh, we'll make sure to lock you in here at Chillum. You can come pick up your tickets. Uh, Carlos, what time do you all close today? We close at 11 p.m. We close at 11 p.m. Uh, Chillum close at 11 p.m. today, or you can come by sometime this week and pick it up uh, yeah. before Saturday. 11 and 11 is a good time. I'm sorry, my freaking phone's cutting out. Please, please don't lose me. No, not at all. Not at all. We're happy to have you calling in, Peggy. Again, uh, if you can just go ahead and, uh, and and shoot me a text with your info, and then we'll lock it down here. You could come to Chillum anytime between 11 and 11 uh, any day this week to pick up your tickets. Yeah, we appreciate Beautiful. our friends over at Newport, we'll Richard. Send in the text again. Yeah, send it to the number you just called in on. Beautiful. You rock. Thank you so much. All right, Peggy. Look forward to seeing you. Have a good one. 
Well, team, that's that's it. We've given away our four tickets to the uh, 420 Fest in Sarasota. Peggy, first time watcher calling in. So that is some of the benefits that you get. You never know what's going to happen here when you jump in the rotation on Sunday. You should tune in every Sunday, 10.30 p.m. Uh, we are broadcasting on multiple platforms right now. We're on YouTube right now. We're on Twitch. Uh, you can download past episodes on Pandora, SoundCloud, Amazon, iTunes, Google Music. I mean, everywhere. We're everywhere. everywhere. So if you're on Twitch, don't look for Call of Duty. They got other basketball players that are screwing <laughs> around on that. But you can catch us on, on Twitch and Instagram and Facebook. We are no longer on Pornhub for the obvious reasons. <laughs> Gary was too much for Pornhub. They said we were. Uh, we were we you got to stop we were, harassing these we people were, on we Pornhub. We weren't classy enough. That was the problem. <laughs> we weren't classy enough. <laughs> I, I think it was because we mentioned Matt Casey like, uh, three times in one show and they got kicked like, us off. I mean, you know, Pornhub has standards. Nobody under 18, unlike Matt Gates, mm. doesn't have those same standards. My name's Matt Gates. I like 17 year old girls. Now, that's not Shame. fair. My, my best friend's Roger Stone. <laughs> I'm a congressman. You want to come back to my hotel room? Now, he actually did, did speak at some woman's group, I guess, over at Mar-a-Lago last year. Mm, and, con said, convenient. You know, well, they said that, you know, isn't it like, you know, the wolf in the hen house? But the fact is, <laughs> no, they, they were women over the age of 20. And yeah. quite, quite frankly, as far as the hen house is concerned, I think he likes playing with the eggs. Yeah, he doesn't. He If you're over 20 and you're a woman, you're fine with Matt Gates. Under 17, you better get away. Just saying. Just saying. My name's Matt Gates. I'm a, I'm a U.S. congressman. So for those of you who don't know, the U.S. congressman from the panhandle, uh, whose father was once the president of the Florida Senate, uh, is in hot water right now and under investigation because apparently um, his buddy, who was the tax collector of Seminole County, uh, got pinched by the feds and is now turning state's evidence on him as to uh, he was Venmoing uh, Apple Pay, Cash App, 17-year-old uh, girls on Matt's behalf mm -hmm. um, in order to, for exchanges of sexual favors. I like it. And, is the allegations. And sorority girls. And yet we in Florida actually uh, are indebted to Matt Gates for getting this program off the ground. If he hadn't gotten the Compassionate Cannabis Act, of 2013 off the ground, we wouldn't have a, a cannabis industry here, right here in Florida. Mm. So, con you know, the, the, the I congressman, started it all with CBD. Yeah, he started the the Charlotte's Web bill. Essentially, was the was the name for it, and you know, the low THC program that we have here in Florida. Um, we went on to Congress, and like, I don't know, did the money go to his head, or did he always like seventeen year old girls? I, I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm just gonna start talking like that. His <laughs> family has never been at a loss for money. Let's put it that way. They pretty much own Niceville. <laughs> mm. So that so that so this is uh, one of those uh, Florida families with tons of money. Yeah, and it, it just so happens that this this particular uh, scandal might just slightly tip into the cannabis industry here in Florida because of the fact that two of the other people who are, are being looked at also happen to be very. Uh, big in the, in the cannabis industry and, and where it began here in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the people in, that's been uh, pulled in this investigation uh, was the what, vice president of the Florida Medical Association. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jason Pirazzolo. Yeah, Dr. Pirazzolo. Mm, shame. And he uh, mm -mm. he basically started wrote the entire first bill on the back of a napkin, gave it to Matt Gates. Matt called me up at night and said, explain what he's just what, what he just said to me. And uh, we, we went on from there. And it also... Halsey Bashirs, uh, who was the head of the regulated businesses here in the state of Florida, also happened to have gone on that little Bahamas trip where uh, all those escorts, possibly 18, were uh, had, had come with them across international lines. I think my dad was a senator. My name is Matt Gates. <laughs> I like seventeen-year-old girls. I take them to the Bahamas. You know, Gary, what what this uh, what this situation really does uh, point out is that uh, when we, you know, go to different events, uh, oftentimes we get into pictures with folks. Folks want to take pictures. You know, how many times has someone been like, "Hey, Gary, take a picture with me," and then you know someone else jumps in the picture, and then before you know it, you're in a federal investigation just for <laughs> posing for pictures or or Man, being labeled a racist because Roger Stone photo bombs you in a so, picture. So I, actually, I have a picture of myself with with Roger and Matt. Yeah, oh, Gary, that that event. I got a picture with with Roger. I don't have a picture with Matt. That event, Gary invited me to be his photographer that day. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I ended up getting a picture with Roger Stone. And I'm like, you know, Matt Gates just kind of creeps me out, man. That was the kind of creeps me out. Uh, when when I'd rather be around Roger Stone instead of Matt Gates. That's weird. Did he show you his, his tattoo of uh, Nixon on his back? No. That's probably no. a good thing. He saw my Florida Cannabis Coalition shirt, and he was like, I like cannabis, and then he walked away. Yeah, he, lo- he loved your pin, actually. <laughs> my pin? My gold leaf pin? Yeah, your gold leaf pin. I have beef for Roger. How can you sit up there and Who else help, help, help Richard Nixon get elected, make weed a Schedule One substance, and then you know, 30 years later be like, Oh well, you know, let's get it legalized. Maybe we made a mistake. That that's crazy that you would have beef with Roger Stone and he would be a hypocrite. That's crazy. Well, I, I asked him. I don't question. me having beef with hypocrites, uh, right? With, 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 I mean, or that Roger Stone himself is a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> that's just so insane. Yeah, <laughs> I would have never guessed that you would have had an issue with Roger Stone. I, I actually sat down with Roger and I asked him one specific question. You were friends with. Uh, with Richard Nixon, and you were inf- influential in his office, correct? He said, yes, I helped him out a lot. Then what, and I asked him, then what happened in regards to cannabis with him going ahead and making it illegal in spite of the fact that the Schaefer report actually stated that it should not be an illegal substance at all? Yeah. And he said, well, he had a political agenda. And it was probably, I told him it was the biggest political mistake he ever made. Mm. Well, isn't that wonderful to know that uh, what, 50 years later, we're still dealing with a mistake? So you're like, hey, uh, I think that's a mistake that you made. And then you just co-signed all the other mistakes moving forward. I, that, that It kills me. just kills me inside. You know, and, and not to mention in 69, the Supreme Court struck down the Marijuana Tax Act in Leary versus the United States. Right. You know, in that it was unconstitutional because it required you to incriminate yourself to actually follow the laws around the Marijuana Tax Act. So, you know, the, the fact that the Nixon came back with the Controlled Substances Act um, and pushed it through Congress in 71 just uh, is disgusting because we see cannabis as a Schedule One drug. The gov- federal government still claims it has no medicinal value. And yet we see all these different states and, and we see all, all, you know, all these different parts of the country where people are getting relief. You know, we are so far away from that original weed documentary by Sanjay Gupta, where we were all introduced to to the benefits um, by Charlotte Figgy, uh, yeah. who was struggling with, you know, Gervais. Rest so. in peace. Yeah. And, and we, we recently lost Charlotte. Uh, you know, her family lost her. You know, the community lost her um, to the uh, uh, COVID-19 virus and complications from that uh, last year. So rest in peace, Charlotte. But, um, you know, people like Charlotte have paved a way uh, for people to understand that this truly is a medicine that, you know, whether it's a suffering child or whether it's a grandmother or a father or someone who, you know, maybe you yourself have a child, you know, could be an adult child that, ne- that needs, you know, uh, safe access, needs relief. Um, from this medicine and for the federal government to still stand in the way and say it has no medicinal value just every single day prohibition continues is just one more day where i just look at the people in power as bigger and bigger hypocrites um joe biden uh kamala harris get your shit together and push this through congress make it happen okay uh chuck schumer says that the bill will be going to the senate very soon in regards to legalization i see it first though yep i want to see the bill i want to see what language is in it you know there was a lot a lot of of uh you know pushback on the more act in regards to a federal taxing structure um, because what we've seen as far as the democracy labs in each state is that oftentimes taxes get passed on to the consumer it's not like you know you see the dispensaries paying their fair share of the taxes they just pass that on to us and costs and the fact is is that if you price and tax people out of a legal system they're going to continue to go to the legacy market they're going to go to the og market they're going to go to the traditional black market that they that they know about in order to get relief you know i mean paying 60 and 80 dollars for an eighth of cannabis flour is ludicrous in the 21st century especially when there is such high quality cannabis around the market value really does dictate it it, it makes no sense that just that you comes pay these to prices. how corrupt our politics our politics are here in florida i mean we have a governor that actually admitted that there was a cartel going over this uh organ this whole business hasn't done anything about it and let's point out something that you guys said earlier that matt gates matt gates mr i'm matt gates i like 17 year old girls is the he (laughs) he's he's uh, essentially as far as uh, 
laws are concerned, he's a champion of cannabis here. I mean, what other le- legislator has put a, a bill forward and has passed? And that's the issue I have right like, now is that he was doing a lot to put out bills in the Beltway mm-hmm. to move this thing forward. And we needed a champion on the GOP side to move things forward. And now he might just get taken out of that loop. And uh, Dana Rarbacker, same thing. Not my favorite person, but he did a hell of a lot for the cannabis industry. And yet, when he was when he when he got voted out, I was happy and sad at the same time because he obviously did a lot of things that I wouldn't approve of as regard, in regards to other issues. But he was very pro cannabis, so we we were taking the good with the bad. Now we got nothing. Yeah, so I get, used to like cannabis, but now I just I, I like the girls. So, so Gary, just to, to kind of give folks a synopsis, you know, it seems like Democrats are all about criminal justice reform. So you see a, a vast majority of them are coming on board to support this. We have a Republican problem, essentially, you know, both in, in the state of Florida and in Congress in that um, there are some who do support this, but not enough. And, and the fact is, is that a vast majority of Republicans do support uh, cannabis legalization and reform. So it's really going to be up to them in their party primaries uh, to determine whether or not they can get you know, more of their folks from their own party to support this. And so if you have an incumbent that is in support of prohibition, vote his ass out. I mean, it's, it's not that difficult. If you see a, a, someone who's been in office 20, 30 years and they're not hip to the game, they're, they're, not, they're not getting with the changes, they're not getting with the times, then it's time to retire them and send them on their merry way. We are still bringing people in. I mean, Spencer Roach is only on his second term. Mm. In this, in, so in this so prohibitionists are still getting elected to office. The guy behind the THC caps in the Florida House is only in his second term, Gary? Second term. Shame, same. So let's not give him a third term in 2022. I think that's, that's probably the best thing people can do uh, down in Fort Myers. Now, interestingly enough, we do have a champion on the GOP side. He's a libertarian, uh, Senator Jeff Brandis out of Clearwater. And he put out this... Uh, well, actually, he, he worked with with Bracey to put out this expungement bill this last uh, year, and uh, it's moved forward in the Senate. It's gotten through all three committees at, with great votes, and now it's heading to the Senate floor. Fantastic. But what we're looking forward to seeing get some expungements. Here's the problem, guys. Uh, Chris Sprouls, the Speaker of the House, never let the House bill ever get its first committee hearing. Mm. So the Senate bill is going to the floor, but it's got no House companion. And you, and you know that could be a death for a bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the even if the Senate version sends theirs over to the House, it still has got to go through committee process. Um, that's why it's so important that companion bills move simultaneously, uh, you know, essentially at the same pace through the Florida legislature. Politics is ugly. It is disgusting. Uh, the best, I you don't know, like it. The best metaphor is it's similar to sausage making. You don't actually want to see how it's made. It will wrench your stomach. Gross. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. It is gross. You shake hands with people afterwards where you just have to run to the bathroom and wash them. I know Gary is, is, is keeps a, a you know alcohol swabs right in his pocket anytime Stuff he has to go to Tallahassee, can, right? Yeah, can, and, and a whole bunch of, uh, of Kleenexes with with camphor on them, just kind of like stick it in the nose, <laughs> so uh, so you can you can manage to get through the day. I mean, this 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 uh, industry it started out as uh, part of the legacy market, mm-hmm. which was not legal at the time, so therefore you've got some dark players, mm. and you got some people with with dark attitudes towards things. As we, as we move to a legitimate market, we still have people with illegitimate thoughts. Mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. as we move forward. And that's why you, you have issues like we have an issue with, with one of my favorite dispensaries, GTI, over in Illinois right now. Mm. They, they, they're having some, some political issues. But that happens sometimes when you've got folks who are not all on board with the fact that we are normalizing this, and so therefore we need just to be on the, on the top of things and not kind of constantly try to undercut folks or do things that are, that are criminally iffy, that kind of situation. Because we want this to be this to be legal. We we don't want any more massive regulation. But the more illegal things that get done, the more that they feel the need to regulate. And we got to get them to stop thinking about this wanting to regulate what should be just a, something that is just as available as alcohol, which is also regulated, but not nearly as much. Well, you know, if, if folks have questions about, you know, what does it mean with overregulation, right? Um, you can visit suncoastnormal.org. We have a, a cannabis fact section that will help dispel many of the rumors that you've seen. Um, you know, National Normal has a great resource library of studies that have come out to show that, you know, adult use programs do not contribute to increased use among youths. And in fact, we see youth uh, usage rates of cannabis drop in uh, in legal states. And the fact is, is that dispensaries 
industries are, are are regulated in such a manner that underage access just isn't a possibility. You you can any underage kid can walk into a Walgreens right now, and and potentially there are, are tons of dangerous drugs in there. You know, but it, there's no way someone with a SpongeBob backpack and, and light up shoes is going to be able to walk into a dispensary. The first thing is, where's your card? Where's your ID? You don't have it. Get the hell out of here. It's it's that simple. So you know, and, and then the normalization of cannabis um, is another thing in that uh, kids in many states understand this is medicine. You know, it's grandma's medicine. It's it's mommy's medicine. It's what, what keeps her helping get through the day to raise all five kids, right? And, and for those of those people who are, who are watching our show from out of state, you should know that if you come to Florida and you bring your medical card and you go to one of our MMTCs, they're going to say, SOL. Yeah. Because we shame. don't have a reciprocity. We, there was what? Stands for shit out of luck. Yeah, exactly. We have about 33 states, I think, now that if you walk in there with your medical card, you can purchase at any any of those states. But Mm. Florida, not so much. And yet, we are the third largest market in the country and the only one of the top three that does not have an adult use program. Mm, Horrible. If if you're a snowbird, uh, get you a Florida ID with a Florida address. That's the only way you can really get you a a medical card right now. Um, But if if you don't have a Florida address to uh, get your medical card, that's definitely a problem uh, for folks coming here, you know, on vacation and you may end up leaving on probation because, you know, moving cannabis across state lines is is highly illegal still, Um, you know, and the airports here have those uh, total recall stops body scanners Mm -hmm. so it is absolutely uh you know mind-boggling to to you know and and, it's just i'm having ptsd flashbacks right now thinking about trying to trying to trying to you know i have having the dabs in my sock and cut in the colorado airport and the the dogs walk up on you then they put you through the body scanner you you know you have to get creative you know if they see a vape pen in your pocket you just tell them it's a penile implant (laughs) get your hand out of my i like to keister my dabs (laughs) I, I just want to see anybody <laughs> Is that why the dabs always taste so funny at your house, Carlos? It tastes horrible. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was a great time. <laughs> Well, look, uh, you know, as the as the law enforcement technology advances, it will be harder and harder for folks to smuggle cannabis. So can we just get to the point where folks no longer have to smuggle cannabis anywhere in this country where we can have reciprocity, where where we can have, you know, all 50 states with adult use where you can walk into a dispensary in any state, get access to your medicine and keep moving about your day. I mean, it's here at Chillum, right? People come in and out. I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. you only have legally sourced hemp flour available, but I just saw two customers come in. They get their product and they're going about their day. They're having yeah. a beautiful day. It's a beautiful Sunday in Ebor City. It's, it's essentially what you have to do when you travel to Florida. You have to buy hemp. You have to come and get Delta ATHC. You can't get the real thing. You know, but you, you have to come to chill them. Uh, I wasn't at, trying to get at, a one commercial one four Seventh Avenue. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get a, a commercial out of it, but yeah, you can come here and get that. Well, you paid for it. <laughs> well, thanks. Oh. Well, I, you know, again, I just think it's important that folks understand that there is so much more progress that needs to be made. So as we have various events, you know, uh, again, we're putting all the proceeds from these events into our criminal justice reform efforts. If you partner with our organization, if you're another uh, cannabis business, just know that we have every best intention of making sure that we accomplish our mission, which you can see behind me on the banner, is to legalize it. And when we mean legalize it, we mean safe and affordable access for all patients until the last prisoner is released. We will continue to keep fighting. It doesn't make any sense to us. It does not make any sense to us in any way, shape, or form that there are businessmen making billions of dollars as cannabis as a commodity while people sit in jail uh, for doing the same exact thing. And not mm-hmm. just not just businesses getting money off of it, but the governments are using the taxation on cannabis to make it more attractive to lawmakers. And what it actually is doing is it's, it's raising the cost to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in New York right now, the bill they have set up for their adult use program is actually going to tax the amount of THC in your flour uh, to the point I think it is to five cents per milligram. So basically, however much THC is in the product you buy determines how much tax you're going to be paying on it. And we'll make it one of the highest taxes in the, in the country. That's interesting, though, because like so, that might cause the government to influence cannabis growers to grow better wheat. It might it, 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 yeah. be like, Six yo, times. this this weed is garbage, son. You can't th- sell that in New York. We need that paper. And, and at the same time, takes out his low THC in New York. 
Like uh, sour D's up here. We need that paper, son. We need that paper, son. We need higher than the 18%. 18% to 20%. None of that garbage. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm walking here. As New York, um, you know, I knew New Jersey has a medical program and don't use it. They're working on implementing. They're working on it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, tra- the traditional, um, how can I put this? The, the traditional organized uh members of, of legacy markets uh uh la cosa nostra you know the mafia whatever you want to call it the guy uh, on the corner you know the the sopranos I, i'll be interested to see what kind of influence those folks have you know on the new york new jersey industries because um, i just can't see a brand new industry popping up without the traditional players in in legacy markets like uh, mad men you want to come you want to set up in my neighborhood yeah like you gotta pay i need 15 percent you know the, the soprano family you pay their yeah, like the government's already taxed me per milligrams huh? <laughs> but there are if i pay you 15 percent I can't afford to, to be in this neighborhood. Now, there are states that are pushing for social equity projects. That mm. basically means they want to see ownership in, involved in the people who were more heavily impacted by the war on drugs, yeah. which, was a, which is a good thing. And it will shift the, uh, the color, so to speak, of management across the country. Uh, mm-hmm. But we want to see two things. Uh, we do want to see more ownership. So we do feel that those people who were affected do have a chance to be part of this industry, to make a good living off of it and possibly pass that that wealth onto others who also work with them. But we must not forget the consumer. We must not forget the patient. Because if all these things, all this stuff brings the cost up to the patient or to the consumer, that is not social equity. Because there are people who have been affected by the, by the, uh, the war on drugs who are not rich, mm-hmm. who can't afford a $100 purchase going out into MMTC. Economic justice is racial justice, you know, and, and that's really what, what it all boils down to is that if we want to see, you know, an end to these disparities and outcomes in, in criminal justice reform and into the disparities in ownership in the cannabis industry, we have to make the industry affordable for anyone and everyone to be able to get into it. And, and these barriers that we see, like here in Florida, where you had to be a licensed nurseryman for 30 contiguous years uh, just to be able to qualify and you had to grow 400,000 plants on your property as a minimum to be able to qualify you know these things were put in place by design and so it, you know that's why it's being held up in the Florida Supreme Court right now because whenever you institute something and, and it is des- it, by design inherently wrong uh you're going to wind up with court cases and court rulings and so uh, the fact is, is that we're still waiting on the flora grown case which is a a tampa based um you know uh essentially licensed applicant uh here uh, flora grown is is backed and funded by uh joe redner who uh you good know friend many, of the show yes yeah, good friend of the show and, and a cannabis patient who has had no problem uh, suing the state you know it's it you know in many ways i think that the patients of florida are lucky that they have a rich guy like joe who's has the resources uh to take on the government he's taken on the government many times before but, and so he's not he's he's totally gary you know, how how long has that been in the supreme court yeah it's just been a while gary what's, what's up with that the original filing of flora grown was in january of 2017 wow that wow. was that was right after the bill came due and they tried to register it they took it they, they took their registration asking to be registered as a dispensary and get get their license and they were told, no, we don't have any kind of uh, method for that yet. So you have to wait and do a, a competitive thing. And they got around that whole bit with the, uh, the 30 years nursery things of that sort because all those licenses, practically all those licenses, have already been bought mm. by out-of-state companies mm. who didn't have to have any of those, those rules and regulations. And so I worry if you don't follow the money, we don't really don't know who the heck is going to be owning a lot of the dispensaries as they continue to get sold. And a lot of these dispensaries are now – um, you know, international in many cases, some are, you know, licensed and legally traded on the stock market in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, you have investors from other countries like Russia. Yeah. Uh, uh, was Cure Relief USA is one of their top investors is a, a, a former, you know, a Russian oligarch who made his money by uh, when the Soviet Union fell, buying up the Russian dairy farms for dirt cheap and then reselling them to Dannon for, for millions and millions of dollars. Here's to you, Boris. <laughs> and uh, Boris is taking that money and flipped it into the uh, American cannabis industry. We're just dropping all this truth at the end of the show, guys. Well, the thing is, purely just got, has got a good product. Carlos, so is this bulletproof glass here on 7th Avenue? No. We should invest in that. Yeah. We're going to be dropping these truth bombs down. on the show. 
<laughs> I, I have a bulletproof head. I don't know what that means. Anymore. If anything, Matt Gates will take me down for all the <laughs> It's like, mm, no, we need a sniper on SunTrust Bank. You're, you're too old for Matt. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, look. All right, so that's our show, guys. No, you know, on, on this show, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to tune in each and every week. Not only are we going to update you, Gary's going to bring the latest political updates of what's happening. Uh, Carlos is always going to give us, you know, the, the cultural perspective uh, on things. And I'm it, the pothead. Yes, and, and I'm the one who loves to call out the hypocrites. So, you know, hopefully we don't catch any stray bullets here on 7th Avenue as it has a history of knowing. I, I, I'll never forget talking to my grandfather's aunt, who was 95, I was doing a family research project my freshman year high school she couldn't remember what she had for breakfast but she totally remembers telling me you know up the street here in seventh avenue walking out and seeing how they gunned down jimmy lumia with tommy guns you know in in, in 19 and 40 something you know so i, I think that uh <laughs> the history of ebor city carlos we should reinforce this class here uh, at chillum <laughs> when we're doing these broadcasts i feel so much more comfortable dropping these truth bombs but all in all team uh, you know no one can stop the truth follow us on uh, suncoastnormal.org and across all our social media channels and tune in each and every Sunday here to the rotation to get your latest in cannabis news and culture. And of course, come on down here to Ybor City uh, at 1714 East 7th Avenue to Chillum uh, Glass Gallery and CBD Dispensary uh, for all your needs. And again, uh, support Carlos. He's, he's done so much uh, to support this organization and to support our efforts. And we really appreciate you oh, for stop. hosting the best blunt in the Bay competition stop. this past Friday. A fantastic backyard vibe. Yes, yes. Yo, we we got we got to get some more backyard vibes, guys. We got to do it. Indeed, indeed. And if you're a Suncoast Normal member who signed up recently, we have your membership packages down here at Chillum. You can come down like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a member. We'll check you on our membership list. We'll make sure that you get your membership package. Uh, we appreciate you. And again, you can sign up to become a member at suncoastnormal.org. We have some, uh, you know, you get some amazing things in your gift bag, like your Suncoast Normal membership mask, uh, your pins, and of course, your membership card. And again, we appreciate all the support, all the love. We're going to get Continue to keep fighting day in and day out. And again, share, um, like, and, and comment on our broadcast each and every Sunday. We love y'all. Peace out. Bye, everybody. And next week, I'll tell you my new story, the revised Adam and Eve story with cannabis pudding. I'm excited to hear it. I can't wait. I just I've rewritten most of Genesis. Uh, so it's correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, but you can always join us in the Rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.